You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, welcome back to the Oz Network for another new movie review. Uh, this time we found people to see the movie with. Well, not really. I think we saw it ourselves and are just talking about it together. But we're here to talk about the number one movie in the world, the movie that's more popular than Star Wars The Last Jedi and uh, turned out to be slightly better than Star Wars The Last Jedi. We're talking about Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, my name is Colin, and my avatar also uh, has the body of Karen Gillan. And my name is Ben. And Martha, come look at my penis! <laughs> ben, we're supposed to start this with a one-liner, and you got distracted there. Oh, sorry, Martha's over. She's just chilling. So, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but there's a woman in my house, you know, which is kind of... <laughs> I don't know. It's what not to every do. day. No, it just happens every now and then. Oh shit! There's a woman in my house. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. I'm I'm not sure where your fandom is about Jumanji or where we're gonna be coming from. Uh, so we may have completely different perspectives on this because I guess just quickly starting on myself, I wouldn't say that I'm a lifelong Jumanji fan because I only saw the original Jumanji for the first time a few years ago. And it's not because it didn't appeal to me. It's one of those movies I always wanted to see. And I don't know, somehow almost 20 years passed and I never saw the movie. So seeing this one, uh, it, it more had more to do with the fact that it just looked like a good movie to me. It wasn't like I was, you know, dying for a Jumanji sequel or Jumanji spinoff or whatever it is they're calling this. I just saw a trailer one day. I said, that looks better than it has any right to look. Um, maybe I'll check this out. But uh uh, how about you? Were, have you seen the original Jumanji, or were you a fan of this growing up? Oh, huge fan. Absolutely love the original. I'm pretty certain I saw it at the movies. I probably can't remember that. I think I was like eight, nine when this movie came out. Um, but I loved it. This is one of those ones that I would just always rent, um, always watch, uh, you know, all the time. And uh, I remember, like, in primary school, we had, like, the board game in one of our classes that basically, on a Friday afternoon, if you'd been good for the week, you could, like, go in the back and play board <laughs> games and shit. Um, the Australian education system was great. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. I loved Jumanji and I was kind of the opposite when I first heard about this. I was like, Oh, okay. And cause when they first sort of did it, they sort of, sort of alluded that it was more of a remake. And mm-hmm. I saw the first trailer for it. And I'm like, this looks rubbish. Like, no, like just no. Um, but then when the second trailer came out, I was like, Oh, actually that looks pretty good. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of was skeptical coming into it. Uh, it's kind of like weird comparison, like Dumb and Dumber 2. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, do they really need this? Uh, the trailers kind of look rubbish. And I remember walking out of Dumb and Dumber 2 going, that wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. <laughs> like, yeah. it was still kind of bad. It wasn't as good as the first one. But it was still like, hey, I actually semi-enjoyed that. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if I'm really sort of teasing a lot when it comes to what I'm implying to for this movie, but... um. Yeah, I uh, I was a huge huge fan. I I rewatched this uh, the first one like a week before I saw this. So, um and I probably hadn't seen it maybe in a couple of years, but I you know, as soon as I start watching, I'm like okay, I know this movie back to front and you know, mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst again to prove that I just absolutely did not despise her when we did that Spider-Man once. I do like Kirsten Dunst. Um and I don't know where I was going with that, but Robin Williams of course. <laughs> 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 Wait, there was a teenage girl in a movie and you got distracted now. I can't remember how this started. Um, <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> and, and Bonnie Hunt. Whatever happened to Bonnie Hunt? Oh, probably ended her career after Jerry Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> I, I legitimately think that's what happened. Her career ended after Jerry Maguire. Poor Bonnie. Um, it, it's interesting because, like I said, we I guess we really do have like the polar opposite perspectives coming into this movie. I never really was into the original 
kind of thought this one looked good. You were into the original, didn't think this one looked good. I'm thinking we might actually be on the same page here, but we'll see. I, I do first have to say that I saw this with Jamie and she absolutely loved it. Like she was freaking out the whole time. Like this movie is so good. Oh, this movie's great. It's so funny. And, you know, I didn't want to be a downer. Like I don't want to be one of these people who just, you know, oh, this movie's terrible. And I just try to ruin it for her or whatever. But I just go, yeah, it's all right. And I think that's kind of how I walk away from it. It was all right. It was definitely better than this type of movie or this genre usually produces. There's a lot of original things about it. Um, there's some things that even though I'm not a huge fan of the original and I can really, even though I saw it only a couple of years ago, I can really only recall a couple of things here and there, but there's areas where I feel like it maybe could have been more similar, involved the real world a little bit more instead of just all being involved in the game. Overall though, I thought it was, it was okay. It wasn't like the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I wasn't like disappointed and upset when I walked out of it. I think I'm probably more on the Jamie page. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie and I just wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. I literally walked out like this is actually such a good film. And I mean, I kind of was like slightly excited too, because I mean the cast, I, I pretty much love everyone in this film. Um, and that's pre going into it. Um, and then just kind of how good this whole, they all work together and everything. But, um, I liked the thing that I kind of did like about it. Cause I'd read a few bits and pieces here about the film and, you know, the loose sort of tie-ins, but I actually was surprised that there was a lot more tie-in to the original than I thought there would be. Um, sort of like how it started and, um, kind of just the, the reference that we have to like Alan Parrish, which is Ron Williams character. If you don't remember from the first one, yeah. um, <clears throat> and just things like that. So, I actually kind of liked the fact that it took place more in the game because I guess the first one was sort of real world with the game coming to life in the real world. And this is kind of the opposite. It's kind of like um, how, you know, Terminator Salvation, like I'm actually kind of a fan of that film, even though I know people hate it. Um, But uh, it's kind of how, you know, after the first three Terminators, you always wanted to see what the, you know, the Judgment Day would look like and the war and everything that you've heard of the three three movies. So you kind of finally get to see it. So it's kind of like, I know it's only mm-hmm. two films in and not like took to the fourth film, but it's kind of like you, you well, sort of wanted to know what Alan Parrish's world was kind of like when he was living in the jungle. And um, well, here it was, you know. Well, and again, you said two films, which I guess technically that's true, but I mean, everybody seems to get, as you forgot... You didn't recognize my profile pic. I don't know if you've even seen the movie, but Zathura did exist before Welcome to the Jungle. And I think when they released the movie, they they tried to not say it was Jumanji 2. But I mean, the book Zathura was the direct sequel to Jumanji. It's basically the exact same plot. You know, it's kids discover a board game and it transports them kind of this cross between the real world and the space game. I mean, I saw Zathura, I think that movie's about 10 years old now. I, I remember seeing that and actually really enjoying Zathura, even though I think I don't know if I've seen it all the way through since it originally came out. But I probably went into this expecting more of a Jumanji and Zathura. And I, I guess, you know, kind of like you said, if you watch the original where you're really seeing the real world, you want to see the other side of it. And maybe for fans of the original get to see the other side of it, that is a little better. I just would have liked maybe a little bit more interaction uh, with the real world. You know, not just we got zapped into a game. But the one thing I'll completely agree with you on is the cast. I mean, the cast here is amazing. And it's one of the things that sold me on this movie. You know, I'm a huge fan of everybody involved in this movie. Uh, The Rock, you know, he's hit or miss for me. I I do think it's funny that this... Yeah, well... Everyone loves The Rock. Come on. And it's not nothing against him. It's just a lot of his movies are really terrible. Let's be honest, the Tooth Fairy. Uh, but well, 
I'm not really a fan of his in the Fast and Furious movies, and you know some of his early ones, the Scorpion King, are just horrible. But when he's doing this, it works, and this has kind of just become the rock genre. I guess you could just say the rock genre is come into in a pre-existing movie franchise, star in the sequel only, and then suddenly convince everybody you were the star in the beginning with. I mean, he did this with the uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth movies. He did this with G.I. Joe. He's doing it now with the Jumanji. Um, outside of The Rock, I mean, I was probably a bigger fan of the other three in this movie. I mean, Jack Black. I love Jack Black. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's amazing. And believe it or not, the main thing that sold me on this movie was Karen Gillan, who is probably one people are less familiar with. Really, the only thing... I guess most people are going to be familiar with her from is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy movies where she's unrecognizable. But for me, I'm like the biggest Doctor Who fan on the planet. So she was one of the main stars for, uh, I think, two or three seasons on Doctor Who. And every time the trailer came on, she was the reason I wanted to see this movie. I, I loved a whole cast in this movie. I mean, the cast really did deliver. It's just some of the material I didn't think was like as good as it could have been. Well, I, I will admit I didn't know who Karen Gillan was <laughs> until I saw this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jack Black. I'm huge Jack Black fan. Always have been, always will be. He's just one of these guys that I just love and just in everything he's in, pretty much. Um, I just love The Rock. I mean, I probably haven't seen as many rock films as I think I have. Um, <laughs> I saw Moana. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, uh, uh, San Andreas, you know. <laughs> yep, it was better than Geostorm. Um... <laughs> Had Kylie Minogue in it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think what else I've seen The Rock in. Yeah, like The Mummy Returns 2, and that was his very first acting. I used to watch wrestling. Um, yeah. Like, late 90s, early 2000s, you know. So, he was a you know big deal, obviously, at that period. So, uh, and a friend of mine in high school, um, he was Samoan, and he, like, that's, like, The Rock's heritage is Samoan, so... Um, he just was obsessed with The Rock and just, you know, yeah. So I, I've always loved The Rock. Um, I will admit I'd never actually seen a Kevin Hart film until this film. Uh, I knew, really? obviously, who he is. and I'd seen some of his stand-up. I'm like, yeah, he seems pretty funny. But yeah, I loved him. Like, he was so great. He's kind of like, to me, almost like a sort of a newer Chris Tucker. And I love Chris Tucker. Um, he's kind of got that sort of, that comedy in the way he is. And he's just hilarious. And the, the other two for me that really kind of sold it for me, uh, Reese Darby, who's like a real blink and you miss character in this film. Like he's just, you know, welcome to Jumanji. Oh, um, he's great. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, if you've ever seen Flight of the Concord, obviously Murray and he's just, you know, yes, man. He was in an episode of the, the X-Files. He's just been in everything. Um, but he's a New Zealander and he's hilarious. Uh, been home about a couple of times too, actually, to do some stand up, but I didn't get to see him. Uh, and you know, my main man, Bobby Cannavale, who uh, obviously mm-hmm. third watch and just everything else, and he was great. Like he, um, you know, really surprised me how good he was as a villain. Um, and yeah, I just, I just love Bobby Cannavale. So um, yeah, it was it was a really good cast. And I, I remember looking at the the other guy. I'm like, is that one of the Jonas Brothers or something like that? <laughs> Um, and it was. Was he announced as being in this movie? I think so. Because was he the one in Dunkirk or was that a different one? No, that was a One Direction person. See, they're all yeah. the same. I just found out One <laughs> Direction broke bands. up. So, like, I'm still. Like... You, need to, you need to find a young girl to be on these episodes to correct you on these things. Well, Madison Eisman can join us. She's a young girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Nick Jonas actually was quite good. He was actually a pretty good actor. So, so was what's his face in Dunkirk. So. <laughs> anyway. Well, with. With Nick Jonas, I guess we'll talk about those other three now, too. Um, Nick Jonas, he... I I swear he wasn't promoted as being in this movie. Because you think they would have put him here. He's a major character. And maybe they wanted that surprise. You know, I guess this isn't giving away too much spoilers. But the same as Zathura and Jumanji. 
the story really starts with and involves you know somebody in the past who's in this game and then you flash forward to the main characters in the future and it's like well that whole idea that somebody's been trapped in here for decades and they went into there as kids and then they're an adult this is a little bit different because i guess you don't know uh how long you've been in there but i i would really love it if people could correct me if i'm sure that there were like internet rumors he was in but i don't remember seeing him in any trailers any tv spots he's definitely not on the poster and if that's the case, I actually think that's kind of a cool surprise that when he did show up, like both of us were like, is that one of the Jonas Brothers? You're just thinking it's kind of weird. But, uh, you know, I'm credit to them if they were able to keep that as a surprise. And then Bobby Cannavale, you said he was a great villain. I mean, I kept expecting him to do something really ridiculous and stupid and dumb in this movie because that's kind of what he's known for. He's the one straight guy in this movie, which is kind of weird to watch because he's sort of known for doing like the dopey humor like a Jack Blackwood. Yeah. Uh, and that's weird hearing that because I've not really seen Bobby Cannavale in things like that. Like he was, uh, he was in Ant Man, wasn't he? Which I, I didn't know he was in Ant Man. Like, oh fuck, it's Bobby. Uh, and like you know, obviously I clearly best known from Third Watch. But then he was um, also Will's boyfriend slash husband in Will and Grace. Uh, he's been, I mean, he's been in everything. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm just trying to think of what else I've seen him in. But um, I've never really seen him in that style of role. So. Daddy's home. Uh, oh, yeah, no, you're right. He was the, the Latino doctor dude, wasn't he? Um, yeah, no, you're right. Okay. I, I mean, there are just so many things I think there's been. But, you know, married to our girl, Rose Byrne, of course. Um, yes. Popped out a couple of kids now between the two of them. So, um, well, I mean, Bobby hasn't, but Rose has. Uh, but, um, <laughs> I just love Bobby Cannavale. Bobby Cannavale <laughs> Appreciation Month coming in 2018, apparently. <laughs> can Now, can you just... I, don't, I hope, again, this isn't a spoiler for the movie, but... Does he play... The, Jamie said when they announced who his character was, she said, oh, that character's in the original movie. Is this, is this a character that's, you know, crossed over from both movies? Uh, Van Pelt, I'm not sure if that's the British guy who shoots people in the... I don't think it is. Um, I'm going to confirm that with you. But um, let me just double check. I've got this open here. Um, this is really... Because Jonathan Hyde... No, he, uh, no, it is. So, Jonathan Hyde, our beloved Titanic... I mean, we know... Jonathan Hyde, everything, man, in the 90s. Every snooty British character yeah, in the 90s. Man of the 90s. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what it's saying as gravestone. <laughs> Whatever happened to Jonathan Hyde? Did we go over him in the Titanic episode? I miss Jonathan Hyde. Um, but, so, he played young Robin Williams' father in the 60s, and then he then played uh, the guy who comes after Rob Williams' gun. But yeah, no, it's Van Pelt, so it's meant to be the same character, which is different because if you watch this and you watch uh, the original, they're completely different characters. So it's interesting, actually, that they've got the same name. I didn't I didn't realise that until right now, so there you go. Uh, probably helped that she watched the original movie a week ago. Maybe. Um, maybe. There, there, or she's just smarter than you. I don't know. I think she's just <laughs> smarter than me, let's be honest. Um, but the one thing I'll say too is that um, I, I really hope we can do this in like our, our proper recap. Uh, actually, Jonathan Hyde was born in Australia. Oh, interesting. Uh, maybe we did discover that in Titanic. I feel like I knew that before. Um, but I, I really want to do like a full recap of this one day because I actually discovered this article which really is like it points out a massive kind of plot hole between the first and the second movie when it comes to the aging of these characters. Um, which I guess it's not really a spoiler. It's not, it was not a spoiler. I guess I can sort of say it. So like, obviously in the first movie, Robin Williams' character, Alan Parrish gets sucked into the game in like the sixties. And when he comes out of the game in like the nineties, he's, he's old Robin Williams. Cause it's been like 30 years. Um, mm-hmm. but in this game, the guy who in the game is the Jonas brother, 
gets sucked in in like what 1996, and it's what meant to be 20 years later. But he's kind of still young guy. Um, he hasn't aged, so it's kind of yet in the real world. Like it's kind of it's it's. I have to send you the article because it actually makes absolute sense. <laughs> and then. Um, Again, this isn't really a spoiler, but so like in the original, when the two young kids, basically when they complete the game and sorry if you've never seen the original people, but seriously, it's been 20 years. Um, so like <laughs> when they complete the game in the original movie, they all get like sucked back into the game and then they're back to being young Alan Parrish and young Bonnie Hunt, whatever his Sarah, the character was. So then they grow up, they grow old into Bonnie Hunt and Robin Williams, get married, and then they meet the two little kids that they played the game with. But they're, you know, in real world, they can't remember it because obviously the game sucks it all out of them and basically they're back to being normal without having played the game. Yet in this ga- in this movie, the Jonas Brother character who then becomes Tom Hanks' son. Uh, like, <laughs> I like Spoilers. Colin Hanks. I like Colin Hanks. Um, who doesn't? He remembers it all. And so, like, it, it, yeah. Coming soon, the yeah. recap in like six months. There's big plot holes when it comes to that. Anyway. Yeah, I'm glad you just gave away the ending on the spoiler review here. <laughs> well, it's not really the ending. I didn't imply that it was at the end. <laughs> um, three lives. What are you going to do with them? We'll find out. In the recap. <laughs> it's a dream uh, sequence. <laughs> so another thing, I guess, outside of just the casting characters is the fact this becomes a video game. And I think this is where I was really finding the movie clever in the beginning is that it, it's it found a way to update Jumanji um, in a relevant way that actually it, it's not even about we're updating it for 2017. Because the movie really does start in 1996, so it starts like two years, I think, after the original was out, or even a year after. Yeah, and again, let's not give away all spoilers, but you know, a kid gets this board game, he's like, who plays board games anymore? I mean, this is 1996, and he's saying this, and he picks up his video game, and the whole idea is that Jumanji itself, this, this world, it evolves into a video game instead, which is really what the kid's find, and... That's both one of the things I really liked at the beginning of this movie that I found really clever was them playing on the whole video game thing, like pick your characters and the characters have their strength and their weaknesses. But then the thing I didn't like was that I felt like they just dropped that halfway through the movie and it just became every once in a while they'll throw a reference in there, but it just became, well, this is just a straight action movie. And I kind of wanted more of the video games. Like I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, a movie that's not supposed to be about a living video game, I felt like they had more clever video game references in that than we got here. And it's just, it, it was, it, it really uh, impressed me the first half of the movie, and I was loving it, and I just wanted a little bit more of that later on. But did you like the the video game concept that they brought into this? Yeah, I thought it was very clever, because again, kind of going back to my point when I said I, I wasn't expecting as much sort of connections and references to the first film. So I liked how they kind of adapted that pretty much immediately. And I thought it was kind of clever how they did it. And one thing that I like about Jumanji, it's kind of one of these films where you've got like this real mythical element to it, but it kind of doesn't get explained, but it's kind of okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Groundhog Day. You never know why he's yeah. living the day over and over again, and you kind of don't care. So like this to me, it's kind of like, well, what is this board game and video game? Why does it suck people in? What's like, and it's kind of, you don't care. It's kind of like, this is kind of cool. So I like that element to it. Um, and I get what you're saying. Like, I, I kind of think they, they went with it, didn't they, a little bit? Like, with Reese Darby's character, how they're just kind of like, oh, he's an NPC, yeah. so he's just going to repeat the same thing over and over again. <laughs> so, Welcome to Jumanji. Welcome to Jumanji. Uh, <laughs> can you tell us what we're doing here? Welcome to Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the handshake that comes up later on, that gave me a big laugh, too. <laughs> oh, Dr. Bravestone. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, 
But yeah, like they, they kind of do drop it a little bit because like it's kind of one of these ones I think that if you're thinking this is a living, breathing video game, there are some elements too where it's kind of like, well, why are we seeing a conversation between Bobby Cannavale and a henchman? You know, it's kind of... Yeah, exactly. It's like the Titanic <laughs> argument. Why are we seeing this when it's Rose's flashback? You know what I mean? So there are a few points here and there where you've got to kind of assume why is this happening. Um, but it didn't really bother me. Like I just enjoyed kind of just everything about that was happening across the film. So like, it's just, it was just fun. Um, and it just, the thing too, is I always like these type of movies where you sort of have other characters playing characters that you've already met. Like I love body swap movies, like Freaky Friday, things like that. You know, I love kind of, you know, like face off, (laughs) like, you know, I I think I talked about that in face off (laughs) when, um, you know, I love those sort of movies. So this is kind of like that. And I I really felt that like, you know, all the four adult actors really embodied the four child actors that we only what get to see for about like 15, 20 minutes. And I want, like, I know we're kind of going over back and forth here, but the one that I absolutely just love so much, even more so than I love Jack Black, but like legitimately I'm watching this movie, believing he's a teenage girl. Like he just, yeah. he played and- it so darn well that you do not believe he's Jack Black. You believe he is, um, Bethany. Like it's just, it was just so clever. So that was and like, like- Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, there are moments where he really plays that for laughs. Like, yeah. you know, your quote at the beginning. I mean, l- let's be honest. This movie does go far enough that they address the fact that a teenage girl suddenly realizes she has a penis, you know? <laughs> and how do you respond to that? And it's still, like, somewhat appropriate for kids because it's subtle. It, it's a hilarious moment. There's other moments where he's playing this like a teenage girl, like where he's meeting uh, Nick Jonas's character, and you realize Jack Black has a crush on a young man, you know? And they could have played it for laughs, but they actually didn't. Or I'm not going to say they could have. Jack Black chose not to play it for laughs. And I've always thought he he doesn't get enough credit for, I'm not going to say as being a dramatic actor, because I don't know if he's ever done a full drama, but one of the best performances he ever gave was in King Kong. And I'm not even a huge fan of the, the Peter Jackson King Kong movie. But Jack Black's performance in that, there's some moments where he's, again, playing it kind of corny and over the top and you know with the period and the times and uh just funny and then there's other moments where it's like you just watch his expressions you're like this guy's got real acting talent and it's kind of more impressive that he doesn't try to go the jim carrey route or the mike myers route when mike myers tried that in 54 and it's like i'm just gonna be a full-on you know dramatic actor he's actually just a really good actor i was talking about this to somebody the other day and we kind of were going over a few of these comedic actors who actually really like i mean i think you and i've talked about adam sandler before like Adam Sandler mm-hmm. doesn't give a fuck, but when he wants to try, he's brilliant. Um, and so is Jim Carrey. Like, you know, yeah, I'm just on those board. But, yeah, Jack, I've seen Jack Black in a few of these kind of, like, Goosebumps, like, I know kind of exactly wasn't a dramatic role, but, like, he was a very different character in Goosebumps than he usually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the Jackal. I mean, I don't think he was kind of like, you know, a typical stoner guy that Jack Black usually played in that period of movies. But he still was, like, in a dramatic movie. Um, and there's one where he gets his arm blown off or something like that. And just the way he kind of handles a death scene, like, you know, it's like really good. Um, so yeah, like, I think Jack Black needs to do more serious movies. Like, it's kind of like how Steve Carell now just won't do comedies. Like, he will just mm-hmm. do serious stuff. But that's fine, because he's a great actor. But this is kind of weird that these, like, you know... Would Kevin Hart work in a serious movie? Probably not. <laughs> but I mean, Chris Tucker does. Chris Tucker was great in, um, Silver Linings Playbook. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, he was still the comic relief of that movie, though. It was serious for him, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, and I, I I, just love Jack Black. <laughs> and, 
And like Kevin Hart, I, you really do need to check out some Kevin Hart movies. Like uh, one that I, I know you'll probably get a kick out of is Grudge Match with Sylvester Stallone and Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. which is kind of just a parody of Stallone and Robert De Niro's own careers as like Rocky and Raging Bull. But like Kevin Hart steals that movie. Um, Ride Alongs I've never seen, but the, the Think Like a Man movies, I mean, those movies are awesome. Like they're just... The, the first one especially is actually a much better movie than you think it should be. But he really is always playing himself. And that's the only character, like when you said everybody's playing these young versions. Like one of the things The Rock did best in this was that he wasn't just playing, you know, the family-friendly superhero that we normally see him in. Uh, like in Journey to the Center of the Earth or Race to Witch Mountain or G.I. Joe or any of those. But he is playing this kind of shy boy. And yeah. everybody gets that in their characters. Like Karen Gillan is playing you know, the this really awkward girl who doesn't know how to even talk to boys. And meanwhile, she's walking around, you know, with this incredible body. And, you know, <laughs> well, I can't remember. I think it was Kevin Hart. There's a scene where he's basically they realize that one of the things they could do is, oh, you know, activate their powers. It's like, let me activate yours. Let me touch your chest. <laughs> Which I just um, say with the humor yeah. you alluded to, like with the penis jokes, is that like I, I watched this in a theater with like 90 percent children. Um, and like, they were strangers. I didn't bring them with me or anything before people are like, let's clear that up first. They were not anything related to me. I was by myself. I sat by myself. Um, but like, there was so much like adult humor in this film that like, I know that's kind of a kid's movie thing. Like, you know, you go back and watch Aladdin and the Lion King and the subtle references, but like this to me like was a lot more adult than I was anticipating. Cause I kind of read all the things thinking that it was much more marketed to children, particularly more than the first one. Because uh, this is obviously a lot more funny than the first one. Um, yeah. But it, unlike Star Wars, <laughs> where it feels forced, and you're like, why are they doing this with Star Wars? Uh, it it worked in this. But, like, yeah, there's, there's so many, like, adult references in it, which it does work, though. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that, you know, all these adults who are playing the kids, you know, I think that they... <laughs> They got that they were playing the. I don't know if they filmed the scenes differently. I remember with Forrest Gump, um, Tom Hanks said, "Like, well, how did you get the voice for Forrest Gump?" He goes, "It was easy. I watched the kid that played young Forrest Gump, and I imitated him for the next three months." <laughs> and you get that, like, that's what The Rock is doing, and that's what you know Jack Black's doing, that's what Karen Gillan's doing. Kevin Hart is in here playing Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin <laughs> he's Hart just <laughs> Yeah, like, and, and this is the whole body swap thing you talked about. Like, The Rock is supposed to be the weak little kid, and Kevin Hart, you know, I guess as the, the real characters, is supposed to be the big, tough football player guy. And they have to swap roles here, and suddenly the big, tough football player guy is in Kevin Hart's body. And that's really the only joke you get with Kevin Hart. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. Kevin Hart is Kevin Hart. And even just some of the little things that you hear, like I talk about how much I like the video games, you know, they had their strengths and their weaknesses. <laughs> and there's just some some really hilarious, subtle jokes here, you know, where, like, Kevin Hart, you know, you he, he expected that he was going to be this big superhero based on the character he picked. And then it's like, what are your strengths? And it's like, uh, <laughs> what was it? Weapons valet, which basically is like he carries a backpack and hands things to the superhero, <laughs> The Rock. It's just, There's a lot of li- little clever things here. Um, and I don't want to knock the movie too much. because I just felt like I didn't remember a lot of the great scenes from the second half of this movie. Minus one, which um, is probably the hardest I laughed in this entire movie, which is Karen Gillan's scene where she has to learn how to flirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I love I love it then when that turns into the um the the dance fighting like ooh baby yeah. I love you way <laughs> every day um yeah I just and the one thing I want to say like weirdly because I, I remember when the first trailer or the first poster came out for this 
everybody went off and like was saying, oh, it's sexist because there she is in like a midriff, like she's exposing it, like typical. They've got to like, you know, make the woman sexualize and all that sort of stuff. But the one thing that I think this movie does well with that is that like it's kind of, it plays up to it as a joke because as you said, she's like this awkward yeah. teenager who, you know, doesn't know how to flirt or talk to boys. And as soon as straight away, she's like covering herself. She doesn't know what to do. Um, she's even saying things like, how is this practical in the jungle? You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. But then like, I think it's, it's a well-balanced film in that side of things too, because like, you know, you do have like, as you said, the subtle little references like Kevin Hart, like, I'll touch your chest. Um, and then just like the way they're kind of like checking her out. And then obviously like with the way The Rock sort of handles that and the way those two characters work. But then obviously on the flip side of that, like, you know, when like Jack Black, aka Bethany's like checking out, like, mm, that's a man right there. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> the way, like, I just love the randomly like parts when The Rock's like, you know, just talking about stuff and he just randomly like looking at his muscles and was like, would you take a look at this? <laughs> like, just, <laughs> It's <laughs> just so funny. <laughs> the Kevin Hart bit, this isn't really a spoiler, but with the, during the whole scene when, you know, Jack Black, a.k.a. Bethany's, like, discovering the penis, and they're all, like, they're mm-hmm. all peeing, basically. And the way Kevin Hart's just basically like, oh, I already made sure to check that, you know, Mama said, trust me, it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> and the way Jack, like, kind of looks. It's like, don't you look, were you looking? <laughs> there's a rule, yeah. Yeah, there's some, there's some good, like... And I think that's the other thing I liked about this movie. And I don't know, maybe you're going to convince me to improve my opinion on this by the end. We're going to swap roles here. This is the body swap thing here. Uh, I start listening to Ben's opinions instead of my own. Oh, God, that's great. But <laughs> the other thing that I liked in here uh, was you know, the fact that the storyline with these teenagers is fairly realistic, too. You know, it's not one of these really forced movies. Like, you got the popular girl, but... Really, her story arc involves more, do I pay attention to my phone too much, you know? Yeah. And the relationship between the two boys, um, The Rock and Kevin Hart, or the, the child versions of those, it's, again, very subtle, and it's not so forced down your throat as, you know, this was my best friend, and then he turned his back on me to be cool. It's more just like, yeah, we kind of drifted apart because we're completely different people. Yeah. And all the, all of those characters were, like, super realistic to the way teenagers or kids would be. And they don't go so far to make us like, we learned a life lesson here and we're all going to change. Like, I-, I liked how subtle that was, too. Yeah, and the, the whole message thing, which they're kind of, you know, you've only got one life. Like, just kind of, I, I'm like, you watch these movies and, you know, the cheesy sort of, yeah, the message that they have. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, it just... Look it, at their faces. They're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the people, they're all the same. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, can we hurry up and do Volcano, please? Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, you're right. And, like, even just, like, the way they sort of change after being in the game works. And the thing that I kind of like, too, just, like, you are mentioning sort of, like, with Jack Plack when he sort of meets the Jonas brother character and you sort of... There's a real, like, chemistry and connection there between them, even though it's, like, Jack Black and a Jonas brother. Yeah. But then when they're back into the real world and kind of, you know, it's changed, like, you always imply that something there's going to do, but the way that ends up is, like, completely sort of different to what you generally is going to expect. Which, again, when we do a, a spoiler one, can I just say, it's still kind of creepy in many aspects. We're halfway there now, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I just it was very cleverly done, and it just did not feel like yeah. that way. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of like the real world, the, the games, I've just, like, it just all felt like you were watching the same characters, even though you've got, like, eight actors playing four characters. Like, to me, it really didn't feel at any point where we were watching, you know, different characters, if you know what I mean. And did you like the four kid actors? I know there's one yeah. you liked in particular, oh. but I didn't even have to 
I didn't even have to hear you. I watched this movie. I'm like, this is going to be Ben's favorite. Um, I loved Madison Eisman. Uh, but uh, no, I, I really did. Like uh, all of them. Do you want to just tell your age first before everybody tunes out and starts well, <laughs> throwing all their... She's 20 in real life. So we're, yeah, we're safe. Were... Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> we, we... <laughs> don't drag me into this. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I liked all four of them. Like, they were all kind of engaging you know, child actors, well, not even child actors, like young adult, teenage actors, I guess. Uh, and you know me, like I'm generally hate on the kid actors if they're shit, but like you kind of mentioned about how they were kind of accurately portraying teenagers and like, you know, you and I haven't been teenagers in like a hundred years, but you know, like <laughs> they're all on their phones, they're all doing that, like that scene when they're kind of, when Bethany's in the class on a phone, <laughs> just like hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, young master, the way she's like, you know, refusing to do PE was just funny. Um, yeah, I just, I think it all worked. It really, it just felt it. And even like the detention when they kind of, I mean, it's in the trailer, so that's not a spoiler, how they end up, you know, stumbling across the video game. I just thought, you know, just the way they kind of did that was, yeah, really, really good. So, yeah, no, I really enjoyed all four of them. Um, if I could just go into a few of my complaints on this and I'll get your opinion on it as well. Uh, one of the things was that, and I do think that the humor really works in this movie. It's just, I, I kind of said at the beginning, I feel like they could have done a little bit better with everything in this. Every joke that came across on screen, maybe there was something weird with the timing. Maybe there was just something flat with the delivery, but it wasn't that I didn't find the movie funny. I just felt like everything could have been a little bit funnier somehow. And it's the same thing with the action. Like somehow the action, it's just, it wasn't as exciting as it could be. And the comedy wasn't as funny as I feel like it could have been. Uh, and part of that, and I don't know if I was just missing something, but like, was this movie absent? You know, was there a score that was absent from this movie? Like, I don't remember hearing any music and a movie like this, you'd expect there'd be like this big jungle score and stuff like that. So those are just kind of my minor complaints other than the fact that I think the second half of the movie lost the whole point of this whole video game world. Uh, jokes weren't like, ha 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 like it was a lot of like chuckles outside of karen gillian learning how to flirt which was amazing and then you know the action just i i don't remember any action scene really standing out to me as in like wow that was fantastic i gotta watch that again i think the action was repetitive though because it really kind of just Mm. bordered down to motorbikes chasing people (laughs) and then it kind of yeah (laughs) yeah and like yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think the action in the first one was better, and I, I think it was it was more unique because I know they kind of try to play this up with like levels, but I think they relied too much on the just the the four actors and just their their chemistry and the comedy. I, I laughed a lot in this movie. I, I kind of didn't feel at any point, um, you know, that anything was like forced or anything like that. I just felt it all worked. But um, yeah, the action was probably a bit of a, a, a downside. Uh, I will say some of the special effects weren't that brilliant. Like, some of the animals... Like, I know, like, the first one looks dated when you go back and watch Jumanji. Uh, but I will say, like, some of them actually held up okay. Um, and some of the, just the CG, like, those rhinos look pretty ridiculous. The jaguars looked terrible. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think, too, like, the plot was a bit strange in what they had to do in the video. Not strange, but it was just kind of just a basic thing, which I guess it's a video game. Sometimes they're basic. But the way that, yeah, like, sort of the second half with the video game was sort of, like, implied, like, how, like, all oh, the levels will get significantly harder. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, did they really? I don't think... I've, I felt, no. <laughs> I felt like in the original when... Um, and we've often quote the Honest Trailers, but the Honest Trailer does a really good point of making the first one that they're kind of all doing the same thing but at the same time they still significantly get like bigger and bigger like you start off with like mosquitoes and monkeys and you're getting lions and a stampede and a monsoon and you know they get vampelled out trying to shoot after robin williams and just things like that 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think like a lot of the action doesn't really stand out. Um, but I think they kind of, you know, where the first one was more action based and it was darker tone, like this one was a lot more lighter. So I think they kind of Mm. didn't really rely too much on the action. And I, I guess that was kind of deliberate in many ways. Like, is there any potential for a sequel? I mean, we're not giving away too much, but every time something like this comes out, you know, they're basically rebooting a franchise 20 years later you expect to get a million sequels out of it. And I don't feel like this movie, and that's one thing I did like, is that it doesn't really feel like they're ending this as in, here's the next step in the franchise. But can you even do this? Like, it's one thing to do it 20 years later and put a different spin on it, but would you want to see Jumanji 3 or Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle 2, Jumanji 3, whatever it would be called? Welcome back to the jungle. <laughs> Return <laughs> to the jungle, Revenge of the Jungle. Um, I mean... I read somewhere that the ending, the, there's an alternate ending which opens it up for a sequel, but they changed it. So I don't know what that is. I guess it'll be on the DVD. But, um, I mean, I feel that if they were to do another one, because, I mean, this has obviously gone on to be very successful, hasn't it? So, you know, they're going to think about yeah. it. Of course they will. Um, but I feel that this is a type of movie or a type of franchise where you can almost have a third movie with just different people again. Um, mm. Maybe if you're going to have a connection, like... I would like to see them maybe bring back, like, Bonnie Hunt or, like, a grown-up Kirsten Dunst. Like, you could do that. Obviously, sadly, we can't bring back Robin Williams. But, um, you know, I, that would be the only way that I would kind of think you could do something is tie the first two in together somehow. Because, um, you know, nostalgia and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, I didn't kind of leave thinking I want to see another one. I think this was good enough in my eyes and it didn't destroy the first one. You know, this was an Independence Day <laughs> resurgence uh, where you kind of the like... Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't walk out of those movies going, okay, uh, there was never a sequel to The Force Awakens or Independence Day. They just don't exist. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was never two sequels to The Santa Claus. Um, so <laughs> um, this is one that I would gladly have a double feature night while watching both of them. So... Um, look, if they did a sequel, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but I'm not going to rush out of my way and think, oh, look, let's have one. Um, was there anything else we missed talking about here or anything else you wanted to cover before we get to our review of it? Um, no, I mean, I, I just think for fans of the original, um, if you, if at any point you're thinking like, I don't want to see it, like you maybe watch the first trailer, because I know there was a negative, it wasn't just me, there was a lot of negative backlash against the first trailer. Um, just go into this and just like really kind of expect to be, you know, entertained. And, you know, as I said, there's enough connection to the first one to see it, but it is also in a way that you can go into this without having seen the first one. So, um, I think it's just, that's, and I kind of went back and read reviews on this last night. Uh, so it, it like legitimately, seems that everybody's coming out of this saying this is actually pleasantly enjoyable. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's not much to cover else. Uh, I've gone over Jack Black. Just again, props to Bobby Cannavale again, uh, just because I love Bobby Cannavale. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised there's not actually a tie-in video game for this in real life. <laughs> because, like, no. like they did the, the board game was heavily promoted in the 90s, but, I mean, I think tie-in movie uh, video games just died because they were never any good. Yeah, I mean, except for James Bond ones. Those were awesome. Yeah, well... Let's just... Yeah. Can we just have James Bond Jumanji or something like that? Oh, that would work. <laughs> I'm sure they'll make a successful Welcome one. to Jumanji! Ah, James Bond! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with everything you said, uh, which is weird, because I think we're going to be a little bit different uh, as far as our reviews are going to be here, but 
I like I was satisfied walking out of this one. It wasn't like I'm I'm dying to see another one. But if they found a way to do this and made it original, I feel like this one was original enough that it worked. And it's also better, as I said at the beginning, it's better than this type of genre really is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say I think I preferred you know the Journey to the Center of the Earth movies over this, but uh, you know this has obviously a completely different, more clever concept and everything. But uh, for me, I'm. I'm probably going to rent this one. I wouldn't buy it just because I don't feel that urge to ever watch this movie again. It's definitely something where there are certain scenes that I absolutely loved. And just for the record, Jamie said she would buy this movie instantly. So I know I'm going to end up buying it. It's just not going to be for myself. And I'm going to try to negotiate it so it's not with my money. But uh, (laughs) just from my own perspective, I would consider this a pretty decent rented. Look, I'm going to put Jamie's... uh opinion there on the record i don't usually do that when she's not on the episode but hey um she's a co-host so that kind of counts uh, i'm buying this absolutely buying it i really really enjoyed it so um yeah i would i would go see this again like if dad right now said to me hey ben let's go to the movies uh star wars or jumanji i'm like jumanji <laughs> so, <laughs> i probably make the same choice as well <laughs> yeah so i you know i i really enjoyed it um there was very limited things i disliked about this film and i was pleasantly surprised that i enjoyed it as much as i did I just say on a side note, uh, I know you've never seen Doctor Who, but if there's anybody out there who wants to talk about Doctor Who for the next six years on this show, or however long it'll take, uh, I'm open for it. <laughs> That's probably like my dream thing to cover here. You know, we could talk about Karen Gillan for at least uh, 20, 30, 25, 30 episodes. Oh, she's Scottish. There you go. Um... Yeah, she's very Scottish, oh. as you learn on Doctor Who. Oh, she's my age. She's only, what? Eight months younger than me. There you go. She's way too old for you, in yeah, other she's, words. she's way too old. Who is she in Guardians of the Galaxy? Who's Nebula? Which one's she's Nebula? Nebula. Is she... uh, the the blue face one. The, is she the sister that is the... The sister, yeah. The, the... Oh, is that her? Yeah. That looks nothing like her. There you go. I did not know that. Look at me, learning. <laughs> well, I don't think when you put blue alien makeup on, you're supposed to look like your red-headed self. <laughs> well, the, the green chick looks like she does in Star Trek, sort of. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, all they did was put green makeup on her. They didn't shave her bald and... <laughs> I didn't even say shave her balls. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Martha, come look, I got balls. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I will say, like, when I watch Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, she looks familiar. Because um, she just has like, something about her face that looked, you know, resembled something. But it's spectacular. Is yeah. that what it is? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, um, well, I kind of need to go back. And... I mean, I like Guardians of the Galaxy, but, um, yeah, she, yeah, wow. There you go. All right, cool. Learning, cool. Watch Doctor Who or something. No, no. They get into, like, a phone box, don't they, and time travel. That's kind of dumb. <laughs> you just watched a movie about teenage kids who jump into a video game and become The Rock and Jack Black and Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> but that's different because it's Jack Black and Kevin Hart. <laughs> like, I mean, Billy Piper was in Doctor Who, wasn't she? I like her. So... <laughs> Do you know who Billy Piper is? Yes. Yeah, she was Doctor Who. Yes. Did you watch Secret Diary of Cold Will? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. That's what you know her from. Absolutely. That was a great show. Did you not watch that? No, I haven't. Oh. But I mean, Matt Smith, one of the doctors, is on there. So is he? it might, might be worth it just to see the doctor and Rose get it on. Well, you, you do get to see Billy Piper in a variety of different situations, so it's pretty pretty <laughs> nice. All you parents that wanted their kids to finally listen to an Oz Network episode... <laughs> Movie, guys and we're like penises balls billy pepper naked and and if i just go back to my uh middle-aged gay men club music taste uh billy pop has a couple of good pop songs from the late 90s early 2000s so you know look them up 
Oh, I've got a baby crying in the background here. If anybody can hear. Yeah. Casper did not like. Casper, you want to come here and tell people what you thought about come Jumanji? Come on, Casper. He's not a dog. Sure. Come on, Casper. Hey, boy. What did you He's like, not Ben again. <laughs> I'm just used to children crying around me. Get him away. Get him away. Get the proud predator away. <laughs> he sat in a movie theater with children, just like you, Casper. Put your hands on your lap, Ben. Uh. <laughs> Let's end this before we get in real trouble with the PTC or whatever they're called. <laughs> Um, we have any other movie reviews? We do have a movie review coming up. Um, Casper, shut up. <laughs> Father of the year, Colin Hilding. Put it back in the cupboard, Jamie. <laughs> um, and we tease this, I think, uh, or I tease this on The Shape of Water. Um, Jamie and I are going to go see Liam Neeson's new movie, The Commuter. And we will get to tell a story as to how Jamie ruined my birthday and why we're seeing The Commuter as a result of that. Um, you have some interviews coming up, though, don't you? Some big ones you want to tease, or are you not going to drop any names? No, yet? no, I can, because uh, I'm going to be posting these on social media to kind of get questions in. Um, but I guess the biggest one that I'm super, super excited for, which is all but locked in for tomorrow morning, um, and I'm just fanboying out a little bit over it. It's only going to be for 15 minutes, but uh, it's a lot, you know, who gives a fuck? It's 15 minutes. Um, Kim Raver, who, of course, a.k.a. Hey! <laughs> Kim Zambrano from Third Watch, Audrey Rains from 24, um, whoever she played in Lipstick Jungle. Um, I think she was Ben Stiller's wife <laughs> in... the episode like that? <laughs> uh, she was... Uh, <laughs> Hi, this is uh, Ben Stiller's wife in Night at the Museum. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just amazing. I love Kim Raver. She's just so... like She went from being in my favourite TV show to my second favourite TV show. So you know I'm going to love this woman. <laughs> Um, but we have some other sort of side actors from, uh, Lost that we've got lined up. We've still, uh, also got our Manny Perez one, which kind of got postponed, uh, a bit character from, uh, Third Watch and a few other ones that we're kind of trying to work out as well. So, um, if you're, if you, I think mainly Lost fans are going to get more excited. Um, so we've got Andrea Gabriel lined up who played Nadia in Lost, uh, Malcolm David Kelly, of course, played Walt. Uh, who I think basically is more know, now known for being in the pop band MKTO, who kind of were a big deal at the moment. Um, and just a few other side ones, but we will post up. I, I know we kind of didn't do that with our um, Amy Carlson and Roma Mafia and John Hensley ones uh, for questions, but I think we need to do that a little bit more for our listener questions, particularly Kim Raver, because she's amazing. It's Kim fucking Raver. So, uh, yeah, keep tuned. We've, we've done a lot of email shout-outs uh, to a lot of these people, and there is a few sort of very big names that kind of didn't directly say no that are kind of on the maybe page, so we're just trying to be polite about that. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned. We'll obviously update uh, that along the way. And we're going to be starting the Olympics month soon, and I think we're flip-flopping between two movies. Might be I, Tonya, might be Cool Runnings. We we'll probably won't know until the weekend, but uh, that'll be coming out soon as well. And as you said, your nip-tuck and third watches and everything. And, and Survivor. Discovery. Can I just point out? A Survivor, of qu- Yeah, quick, quick little one. We, we, sort of, we said we're taking a break from Survivor, but for Australian Survivor fans... Uh, we discussed doing a rankings episode similar to what we did with all the US contestants, but there's only 76 Australian Survivor contestants to do. So, uh, form Oslet Cable and I sat down for six hours yesterday. We're going to put it into two parts for you. And we ranked all of them from 76 to number one. And I know that considering a bunch of people from Australian Survivor are fans of ours and listen to us, they will not be fans of ours anymore, particularly at least two of them who are going to absolutely hate on me. But shit happens. They didn't play very well on Survivor. 
Is it 34 hours, or did you somehow six. manage to bring <laughs> six hours? <laughs> 36 hours is what he just said. <laughs> 86. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, and then some amazing race stuff and everything else uh, like that. And we'll eventually talk about more Oscar movies and everything. When the Oscar nominations come out, we, we'll probably do a reaction episode to that and then kind of begin some coverage slowly into that as well. Yes. Uh, and I'm, listen I'm to our best stuff. Yes, I'll listen to our best stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> listen to our best stuff. We're going to plug that every week until that has, I don't know, uh, 500,000 downloads. How about that? Yeah. Um, How about that? Yeah. So we'll be plugging the best of 2017 all the way to 2032. <laughs> yes. Welcome to 2032. Forget the best of 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Listen to the best of 2017. <laughs> We will not do a best of 2018, 19, 20, or 21 until 500,000 downloads exist for the best of 2017. <laughs> no so pressure. You better get everybody. On. No pressure. Just get, get your ass no up pressure. to it. <laughs> uh, we are very topical. We are talking about Jumanji, which is the number one movie. It's been out for three weeks, though, but we finally got around to it. Uh, we got our reviews out there. Casper hated it. Jamie loved it. Ben loved it. I thought it was okay. Four solid reviews here in one episode of the Oz Network. Do I need to put that on our review list of Casper? Just put wah. Yeah, Casper. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, my name is Colin, uh, and you don't cool in the water with a backpack. Everybody knows that. And my name is Ben, and I'm just going to go check out my penis. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.